Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 103, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and as we begin, just a quick note. I think I've said this before, but boys and girls, if you ever have any questions for me, Marvin, the professor, or even Benjamin, about something we've talked about in the podcast, or anything else, really, do please send those to us, either via the podcast Facebook page, or you can email them to youth at edengrove.org. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, you look a little different today. Oh, yeah, thank you for noticing, Dave. Yeah, I got my hair cut. Oh, I see. So, well, who cuts your hair? The, the farmer? Oh, Dave, are you kidding me? A barber cuts my hair. You think a farmer could make me look this good? Oh, sheesh. <laughs> okay, well, Marvin, we know what day it is. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Jingle, please. Hey, it's Wednesday. Everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin. And he's gonna tell us a joke. Oh, Hi guys, how are we all mooing today? Oh, everything is okey-doke, Benjamin. We are ready for your joke. Oh, great. Well, get ready to laugh, because here it comes. Where did King David keep his armies? Oh, oh I don't know, Benjamin. Where did King David keep his armies? Up his sleeveys. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one, Benjamin. Up his sleeveys. You get it, Dave? Armies? Sleeveys? Yes, yes, I do get it. Thank you, Marvin. And thank you, Benjamin. Oh, yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, I'll see you next week. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Bye, Benjamin. Okay, Marvin. So, well, let's get to our reading for today. So far throughout David's life, he's done a pretty great job of putting God first, of following God and doing things his way. Oh, yeah, he sure has. But, well, you know what? David was not perfect. He was a sinful human being, just like the rest of us. Hey, I'm a sinful cow. Well, that's true. But yes, over the next couple of days, I'm afraid we're going to hear about how David really messed up. Oh, okay. Okay, so who's reading today? Well, today we're back to our friend Billy. Oh, hi, Billy. The passage today is Second Samuel 11. It was spring. It was the time when kings go off to war. So David sent Job out with the king's special troops and the whole army of Israel. They destroyed the Ammonites. They marched to the city of Rabbah. They surrounded it and got ready to attack. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening David got up from his bed, and he walked around on the roof of his palace. From the roof he saw a woman taking a bath. She was very beautiful. David sent a messenger to find out who she was. The messenger returned and said, She is Bathsheba. She's the daughter of Elam. She's the wife of Uriah. He's a Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. Then she went back home. All that took place after she had already made herself clean. From her monthly period, later Bathsheba found out she was pregnant. She sent a message to David. She said, I am pregnant. So David sent a message to Joab. David said, Send me Uriah the Hittite. Job sent him to David. Uriah came to David. David asked him how Job and the soldiers were doing. He also asked him how the war was going. And David said to Uriah, Go home and enjoy some time with your wife. 
So Uriah left the palace. Then the king sent him a gift. But Uriah didn't go home. Instead, he slept at the entrance to the palace. He stayed there with all his master's servants. David was told Uriah didn't go home. So he sent for Uriah. David said to him, You have been away for a long time. Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, The ark and the army of Israel and Judea are out there in the tents. My commander Job and your special troops are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink? How could I go there and sleep with my wife? I could never do a thing like that. And that's just as sure as you are alive. Then David said to him, Stay here one more day. Tomorrow I'll send you back to the battle. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. David invited Uriah to eat and drink with him. David got him drunk, but Uriah still didn't go home. In the evening he went out and slept on his mat. He stayed there among his master's servants. The next morning David wrote a letter to Job. He sent it along with Uriah. In it he wrote, Put Uriah out in front. That's where the fighting is the heaviest. Then pull your men back from him. When you do, the Ammonites will strike him down and kill him. So Job attacked the city and he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest fighters were. The troops came out of the city. They fought against Joab. Some of the men in David's army were killed. Uriah the Hittite also died. Job sent David a full report of the battle. He told the messenger, Tell the king everything that happened in the battle. When you are finished, his anger might explode. He might ask you, Why did you go so close to the city to fight against it? Didn't you know that the enemy soldiers would shoot arrows from the wall? Don't you remember how Ambalik, the son of Jerubabesa, was killed? A woman dropped a large stone on him from the wall. That's how he died in Thebes. So why did you go close to the wall? If the king asked you that, tell him, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. The messenger started out for Jerusalem. When he arrived there, he told David everything Job had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men in the city were more powerful than we were. They came out to fight against us in the open. But we drove them back to the entrance of the city gate. Then those who were armed with bows shot arrows at us from the wall. Some of your special troops were killed. Your servant Uriah, the Hittite, is also dead. David told the messenger, Tell Job, don't get upset over what happened. Swords kill one person as well as another. So keep on attacking the city. Destroy it. Tell that to Job. It will cheer him up. Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead. She mourned over him. When her time of sadness was over, David had her brought to his house. She became his wife and she had a son by him. But the Lord wasn't pleased with what David had done. Thanks, Billy. Oh, Dave. Dave, that was awful. David did really terrible things. He did. Yep, it was absolutely terrible. David stole another man's wife and then had Uriah killed to cover it up. He even made Uriah deliver the very letter that was going to sentence him to death. Oh, yuck. Dave's sin is gross. 
You're right, Marvin. It's ugly and horrible. And when we sin, you know, our first instinct is often to try and cover it up, to make sure that nobody finds out, nobody ever sees it. Nobody knows about the grossness that is inside us. And, well, that's what David does. He gets more and more desperate and goes further and further until he's so desperate he has Uriah killed. Uriah is a good man, doing his very best to serve God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just awful. Yeah, but here's the amazing thing, Marvin. See, we all have that same sinfulness inside us. We maybe haven't killed someone, but we've hated people. We've hurt people. We've lied. Every one of us had. And all of us, we try to hide it like David did. We all pretend that we're super lovely people. But you know, if anyone could really see our sinful hearts, if all our sins and sinful thoughts were written up on a wall somewhere, goodness, we'd be super embarrassed, right? Oh, yeah. Embarrassed and ashamed, Dave. Exactly. I know I would. But we can't hide any of our sin from God. When God looks at us, our sins might as well be written up on the wall. Oh, oh, you're right, Dave. Yeah, that's not good. That's not. But what's amazing and wonderful is that God looked, he saw our sinfulness, and he didn't say, oh, gross, they're awful, they're horrible sinners. That's what we might have done. But God, he looked, he saw And he loved us in spite of that horrible sin. Loved us so much that Jesus came to die for us and to save us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is incredible. It really is. That's what's amazing about God's love. He loved us while we were still sinners. Today, boys and girls, thank God that even though he sees us at our very worst, even though he knows every single sinful thought and action that we have, he looks at us and loves us. That is very good news. It sure is. And you know, the news gets even better. Because Jesus paid for our sin on the cross so that it could be washed away, when we put our trust in him, we are given Christ's righteousness. So when God looks at us now, he doesn't see all our gross, disgusting sin. He sees us as if we were as good and sinless as Jesus is. So you see, Marvin, when we see how horrible David's sin was, we shouldn't look down on him. We should realize, you know, we are just like him. And that should make us amazed that God still loves us and still died so that we could be made clean. Dave, you know, the more we talk about God's big story, the better it gets. It sure does. And, you know, Marvin, we've still a long way to go. But I think that's probably enough for today. And so we'd better say goodbye. Okay, yeah, well, goodbye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.